Hello, welcome to Stories Between the Lines podcast. This is your host, Nandini. You've surely heard or read this phrase before, always wear your invisible crown. I have too, many times. Not once did I stop and think about the meaning of this statement until um, a couple of months ago when I saw it imprinted on a mason jar at a store and this beautiful mason jar had a crown lid. These words can mean um, different things to different people but when I saw this beautiful jar I thought wouldn't it be nice if we as individuals can fill this pretty mason jar with all things we love about ourselves. A little self-compassion, self-kindness can be really good for our mental health, don't you think? You don't really have to walk around wearing a real crown to keep your head high, but you can put an invisible crown on to embrace any self-doubt and tell yourself it's okay not to be okay, especially on days when you're feeling low and need a little pick-me-up. We all have stories to tell and no story is ever too big or too small. Today, I have the honor of presenting an incredibly motivating story behind a real-life beauty queen, Shalini Sharad. She put herself out there and went on to win Mrs. India USA for 2022. Now, crowns are not just made of rhinestone, but it, it symbolizes discipline, determination, and above all, courage. Courage because one has to rise above the comfort zone to compete in any competition and emerge a winner. In the journey of life, Shalini realized there is never a good time to live one's passion and dreams. She has broken one glass ceiling after another and believed that you can if you think you can. Shalini is a corporate leader, public speaker, fitness coach, inventor, a model, and she proudly wears the Mrs. India USA 2022 crown now. She won the crown with no background in fashion or any experience in the entertainment industry, completely defying the norms with sheer hard work and passion. When I got to know that Shalini is from New Jersey and she lives in my neck of the wood, I had to reach out to her to request her to be a guest on this podcast and to talk about her crowning moments. Despite her super crazy busy schedule, she graciously accepted the invite. Hi Shalini, welcome to Stories Between the Lines podcast and a huge congratulations on winning the Mrs. India USA title. Hello Nandini, thank you for having me here. It's my pleasure and it's my honor to talk to you about my journey and uh, be on the show. 
The pleasure is all mine and I can't wait to hear about your journey. If an opportunity does not knock on your door, just build a door. This is your mantra to realizing your dream. But following one's dream is never easy and is very uncomfortable. For this reason, I think most people procrastinate because they don't want to feel uncomfortable. Especially with age, we are inundated with all sorts of fear, self-doubt, anxiety sets in and uh, we just keep postponing our dreams. When and how did you decide that you wanted to compete in Mrs. World India USA pageant? And was it a dream all along or was it something that triggered uh, for you to get go for it? Yes, yeah, so Nandini, there are two things that triggered me to go for this. One, definitely this was a dream that I saw back in 1996 that when I saw, you know, Miss Universe and Miss World representing India and winning the crowns, I thought I would want to one day go on the stage and represent my country in a nice international beauty pageant. But I was also very clear that the beauty pageant should ask me for more than just physical appearance. It should ask me for what do I, you know, uh, contribute to the community? How do I contribute to my professional world? Uh, what, what are the other mental strengths that one brings to table? besides only the physical appearance. So it's a package that I wanted to present on the stage. So this is definitely a dream that I saw back in 1996. And the other reason, to be honest, is, you know, being an Indian woman coming from a middle-class family. And I would say that this is also something that I do observe generally for Indian women or let's say women in general, that we do seek validation. Uh, there are times, you know, when we want to do something different to break the norms of our current society, our current family, our external environment. And we think more about why I will not be able to do that thing. It can be a new skill. It can be a new passion. It can be a new activity. But we keep seeking that validation. Can I do this? Should I do this? So, you know, I have lived that journey. I've had a life where I had to pull through and lead the way many, many times in my personal life. Even professionally, I've been into a career where I've been focused on innovation. I've been focused on traveling across the globe, which is always a question. At least it used to be a question. Why would you leave your young kid behind? and travel the world well i'm going there because i am able to present a skill i am able to present a strength that my organization saw in me right yeah so why do i have to answer these questions every time with a thought that maybe i'm doing something wrong and yes. that's where the validation comes in where would I, where i would try to ask my external environment on am i doing the right thing now, because I was living in this world of seeking validation all the time, I thought, let me go for something which is a hidden dream. Yes, not easy for me to go for it, given my parallel corporate career and very limited exposure to the new world. I still went ahead. 
I wanted to go on the stage. I wanted to give it my best with the confidence, with the experience that my corporate world gave me. So these were the two main reasons that I literally went and represented my country on the stage. That's amazing that you took that big leap of confidence in yourself. I mean, you have to believe in yourself to take that big leap of confidence. If you don't, then you always look for reasons not to do it. And you're always seeking validation. I think for men, uh, no, it's not that they don't get validated or they don't have self-doubt. But I think women, as you said, you know, when especially in the 21st century where we are managing a career and kids and trying to be uh, a super mom in ways that we know, but at the same time, that gives rise to a lot of self-doubt because we are doing trying to do too many things and we can't be experts in everything. Right, right. And you're, you're right, Nandini. Um, of course, men do need validation, but it's also given to them. Mm-hmm. You know, they are acknowledged more. I believe so. At least I have seen that. The acknowledgement for men and what they do and what they bring to table is very high as compared to what we as women do. Um, you know, if I am traveling for four days from India to Europe, not easy to tr- go and come back and do your meetings. I would be questioned back home by not probably not by my family, but, you know, many other people Mm -hmm. saying that, oh, you did leave your young son behind. But the same thing, if a man from my family was doing, it was like accolades to him. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Now, when it comes to beauty pageant, actually, when it comes to any competition, there are two sides. I think especially in recent times with beauty pageants, there's a positive and negative aspects. Um, In recent times, there has been a lot of focus on the negativity of beauty pageants, as many believe it promotes an unhealthy and almost unrealistic expectation of beauty. There's a lot of talk about mental struggles the contestants face uh, even before they compete and during the process as well as after the competition. And yet many women who compete in these prestigious pageants believe that it promotes empowerment, it promotes self-confidence. As you said, it promotes something more than just beauty. In case of Mrs. India USA, it provides an influential stage to serve as ambassador to charitable causes as the winner. You're more, uh, you have a stage to do more. And it, uh, I think it's a stage for women of uh, any age, actually, to participate. Mm-hmm. So what are your thoughts on uh, the positive and negative aspects of beauty pageants? So... Nandini, it's right that, you know, there are both the aspects of any beauty pageant. I was very careful in filtering out which pageant I'm going for. I took some time. I probably took three to four years to find the right platform for myself. In 2011 in India, I had gone for one of the pageant. I cleared the auditions, but uh, I decided to step out because that pageant became a reality show and that was not my ambition. Mm -hmm. So... This one gave me a platform to talk about, for example, when we were sharing our introduction and our bio on 
ourselves, you know, we had to really talk about uh, what do we really carry besides just the physical appearance. This was not about how you look. This was not about your height and, you know, your figure and those things. This was more about how much confidence you have. They trained us a lot in terms of our stage walk, in terms of our smiles, our poise, everything. So it was very fair to pretty much everyone, the way they were training all the delegates. So we all had equal opportunity. Now it's up to us to go forward and present what we carry, right? But what do I really write in my bio? Uh, what are the strengths that I bring to table? How do I represent the culture, right? Those are the things that were promoted. So it takes time to find the right platform. But, um, you know, I did take a few years. Yes, there are some pageants that I've heard of where probably the focus is not on the overall personality, but it's more about, you know, how one looks. Um, I would refrain from, um, you know, getting into those situations because there are, and, and this is something that is across, you know, in our corporate world also, we see that mm -hmm. uh, we will always have situations where we will find the right, um, you know, right set of people, the right, um, let's say, trendsetters, the right organizations versus the ones where we're never going to get promoted or we're not really going to make an impact on the organization or on the community. So it's up to us to choose which one. Let's not rush into where we are going. Let's make that uh, right selection and filter out where we want to go. So it will always be a mixed bag, but we need to make our choice. Yeah, one of the things I was curious about uh, Mrs. India pageants is, you know, uh, it, it is for um, married women, right? Am I right? Or... Um... You might be married in the sense you don't have to be married, but it is for, um, but these yeah. are more like yourself. You're very accomplished. I'm sure there are other women who mm -hmm. competed, you know, um, are equally uh, accomplished. And yet they're here to compete, to show the world who they are or what, they, what they've been through. So what mm -hmm. is the general persona of the participants in these competitions? So uh, in the pageant that I had gone for, only India, I would say we had a representation in all age groups. So for example, coming from 20s, 30s, 40s, and 60s. So that was the kind wow. of uh, women we, we were all on stage together, empowering each other. Everybody had a different kind of phase that they're living in in their lives and the strengths that they were bringing on stage were very different, the experience levels, the confidence. So it's not that it is only a particular age group. Mm -hmm. And this was also a forum that um, did uh, encourage women who probably have you know, stepped out of their married life. In fact, I know that there was uh, somebody who was in her 70s and she actually won a beautiful title. So you know, these things empower women. Not everybody's coming for a particular title, but people are coming there to just bring their confidence and smile on the stage, empower each other, just empower themselves. So when I saw that all age groups are there on the stage, I was really happy that I have chosen the right forum for myself. So this really proves that age is only a number, so you can do it at any age. Absolutely. Well, I'm in my 40s and um, 
during my preparation i heard from many of my uh, people in my social circle that i was going through midlife crisis because mm-hmm. uh, what would it really give me well what it gives me is confidence and smile and happiness and my you know one of my dream will be fulfilled just to be there but that's not what everyone thinks people yeah. think now if you're in your 40s um you are going through midlife crisis and maybe that's why you're trying to prove yourself yes. that was actually my follow up question was um, you know whether you're competing in a beauty pageant or just leading your everyday life people will always judge you the only difference is in beauty pageants uh, people are paid to judge you but in real life they do it for free i mean you can choose to lock yourself up and you know not come out or let people be wrong about how they judged you i think you kind of answered this part of the question is during the process of participating in the pageant and uh, you know after being crowned i'm sure people are constantly sizing you up as a beauty queen so you know but how do you deal with it on an everyday basis see it's not only the title of a beauty queen i carry more than that this is something that i got now it's just been like 6 months but before that also to your point i was being judged because i was taking very transformative corporate roles like i said i would travel across the globe um i would take roles which would involve a lot of uh, different time zone coordination so working in the evenings working in the nights um so there was a lot of work life balance that i had to work on these all of these things were questioned uh i was probably the first one in my uh in my family in india to drive a sports car uh suv in india which is a big which was a big thing not now mm-hmm. but was a big thing and you know every step when you get success or you do something different you are judged you are questioned so the point is whether it's a pageant or it's you know something else in terms of a profession or just inner strength that we carry as women to multitask to pull things together to get our family out of a situation to celebrate life we are always judged and questioned right so i believe in the fact that it is my own inner strength that can either make me happy or make me sad so you know i i'll talk about more than a decade now when i was going through some lows in life i thought about the fact that i have two choices one i stay uh with the sad emotions two i overcome them and start celebrating my life come what may so choice is mine i chose the second one and i think that's what gave me strength that probably it's also my belief in you know in the one source the universe the god that keeps me going all the time i do get a lot of strength from that uh and i think that inner strength that kept me going so yes we will be judged all the time it's not going to stop but what matters is am i doing the right thing do i have the confidence that i'm doing the right thing and i'm am i able to maintain that balance for my family and for my ambition i think that's what sums it up wow bravo i was uh, reading an article recently and uh, this uh, very young contestant of a beauty queen after winning the crown um all of a sudden felt like she no longer belonged in her circle of friends her friends made her feel like she was outshining them and uh, was told that she's not all that special anyway peer pressure led her to uh, constantly apologize for her success 
and uh, did things that was not appropriate because she wanted to fit in to that group of friends. Have people turned their back on you during this process of being successful after winning by people, I mean, friends and even family? And uh, do you think you have changed as a person or evolved as a person? Well, I would say... uh... If I just talk about my family and friends, yes, there are people who have turned their backs, who have never congratulated me, uh, and they were very close to me. So I have seen, yes, I have seen losing, you know, that kind of uh, very good circle of trust that I had, but it did not stop me. I am actually evolving, but because I now see that there are, there's another set of people who are actually happy with my success who are actually taking it very positively my family for example is very proud of the fact that I could do something different nobody could actually believe that I'm going for you know this kind of a new world but when I won it everybody has been with me from my family and lots of my friends are helping me think what next how, how can I really give back to the community when I talk to them they give me those ideas so there's always a mixed bag but you know, if, if there are people who did not talk to me or whatever they thought about, you know, my title or my success, that's fine. I think it only gives me the next level of strength to evolve beyond what I am today. Um, this also happened when I was in my corporate world. It's um, so actually very interesting point uh, you brought up, Nandini. Um, not only my friends or family, but also... I had this fear that how would people in my profession see me now that I have a different title? Because they've always seen me, you know, talking about healthcare, talking about data, talking about industry and innovation, a very different me on one side. And now we are talking about, you know, the aspects of uh, beauty and fashion. I I go to fashion shows. I was in the New York Fashion Week. So very different uh, me. So... I had a question, how would people see me? I actually took a couple of months to announce it to my corporate world formally. I did tell it to a few of uh, you know my peers there. Trust me, the answers I got from most of the women was, how could you do so many things together? How can, can I be there too? Mm-hmm. What do I do to get there? So people have their dreams, not that they want to be in a pageant, but they have a dream um, you know, that's hidden somewhere. We just don't talk about it because we're so busy in our lives and everyday life. Or oh, they think we, they're not good enough for it. They think they're not good enough. And when I formally posted this uh, on the, you know, social media platform, especially let's say LinkedIn, which is which is where my biggest network is, mm-hmm. you won't believe I had 23,000 views of that post. And so many people came back and told me, empower our young daughters empower young women talk about what you just achieved and that's what actually led me to start thinking about should i i've been into public speaking but i've always been into healthcare so because people were asking me to share my journey because my people were asking me to talk about the you know the new world and why i got into this and what were the challenges i faced i think that's what led me to now really start speaking from an inspiration standpoint, from a motivation standpoint. I'm doing a lot of uh, keynote speaking in universities, corporates, uh, TV and radio shows as well. 
Absolutely. Even if it makes a difference in a handful of people, I think you've accomplished your mission. We as women, I think we need to start celebrating other women's success more. Unfortunately, there is, I don't know what the reason is, uh, it, it's not happening enough. I remember listening to Indira Nooyi, you know, the chairman and CEO of uh, PepsiCo, when she said, as women, we don't help each other enough. I mean, she was talking about the differences in the way men and women treat uh, one another with regards to criticism. And I think she brilliantly pointed out that men are frank and uh, with other people criticizing them and they take criticism better and make adjustments and just move on. But conversely, when a woman uh, is criticized by another woman, especially, they, I think they are more susceptible to taking criticism from men. This is her observation in, uh, in the corporate world. The immediate thought as well, isn't she a bitch? course, it depends on if it's a constructive criticism. So how have you taken it in your stride? You're right, Nandini. So there are always, um, I, I've actually heard this, um, you know, from Indra Noe. Yeah. Um, and this is right, that women can empower each other or women can pull each other down. And a lot of times we do see that, uh, you know, women do pull each other down. You know, I have been very lucky to somehow pick and choose that circle of mine for me to understand. It took me a lot of time, of course, to understand uh, what is the other person thinking and how would that person um, be able to support me or will I be able to support that person? And that's generally women I'm talking about. So if I feel that there is any kind of jealousy that women have or any kind of negative competition, it's not healthy. I step away from that circle and I actually somehow end up in a circle of women who are empowering each other. So I would always give an opportunity to any other women of, from my circle if I see that there's an opportunity for her. If I can, you know, um, give them a chance to say, hey, you know what, there's a show going on, why don't you go and, uh, you know, do whatever, present, talk, whatever is your strength. Or let's say, you know, um, any kind of collaboration opportunity where I feel that other women can add a lot of value, I would go and do that. And I think this comes only if we have confidence on ourselves. Absolutely. That's right. I if was, I don't yes. have confidence in my own capability, then of course I will keep competing with others in a very negative way. And, uh, you know, that's where the point that you just made that, uh, that, that mentality of pulling each other down that comes even for my pageant or my corporate world, I've always thought about the fact that I'm only competing with myself. Mm -hmm. Let me make a better version of where I am today. And I will find the path to success. And I will also find the right set of men and women who will walk along with me, who will be my support system, who will be my network. That's in itself empowering, you know, to have the confidence in yourself to not feel insecure of other people's success rather. Yeah, because, you know, we all start uh, thinking about the fact that all the outcomes and results are given to us by other humans. Mm -hmm. I am a believer of the fact that all the outcomes and any result that I get is not given to me by any human. It's given to me by God. Yep. So what am I trying to do? If I'm mm -hmm. trying to prove myself to another woman saying, hey, you know what? I am like this. Um, 
is she really the person who's going to decide end of the day for my destiny? Yes, maybe for that situation. But for my destiny, there's a bigger, higher power that's watching every step that I'm taking, every action and every thought that I have. So that's what I believe in. And that's where spirituality comes in really handy, where when we have confidence in God and when we start fearing God, we end up doing the right things and we will definitely get good results. Those may not be exactly like, you know, how I thought. I'm a believer that God knows better than I do. Yeah, I connect with you on that level. I also believe that there is a higher power which makes things happen. Whether it, you know, something that you really wanted, you did not end up having it. It's always for the best. And uh, if something that you really, really wanted and uh, if it's meant to happen, it will happen. I think you, for you, you've said it many times that uh, spirituality is an integral part of you. And also fitness. So how do these two aspects help you be a better human being and to deal with every everyday stress? Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of stress and anxiety that we all go through uh, for different reasons. For me in 2015, things changed when I was diagnosed with a particular disease and it came all of a sudden. It is a lifestyle disease. I had two choices. Now coming from healthcare, I think I was better informed. So I made the right choice. One choice was just to go on medications and uh, take care of all the symptoms. The other choice was to go for integrative healing. If I can avoid medication for my life, I can make any changes in terms of my lifestyle, my sleep habits, anxiety, stress, all of those things that are very important factors. Uh, I chose the second one. I did a lot of research. And again, this is coming a lot because I am into healthcare for the last two decades. So I read a lot about different therapies and different disease types and how patients go through so many, uh, you know, issues that are just not taken care of by anyone. It's just medications that uh, can, you know, uh, let's say suppress the symptoms, but not the root cause. Mm -hmm. So that's what led me to the fact that let me get into more into fitness. I've always been into fitness and always been eating healthy. Uh, but on the other side, I wanted to now get into details. So I actually uh, got some certifications in fitness. I read a lot about my own disease and I made those changes. It took me two years to get myself out of the disease, but um, I was out of it without any medications. So those are the lifestyle changes that I now value so much. Because if I'm thinking about my next 20, 30 years of life, living a healthy way, traveling wherever I want to, you know, so those things are only possible if I take care of my own health. Mm -hmm. And I think taking care of our own health is our first responsibility. Help me a lot to become a fitness coach. I'm not training anyone professionally, uh, but I'm training myself. I'm training my family and uh, some of my friends uh, just so that, you know, everybody's on track and we can take care of our health. Yeah, none of us should take health for granted. Right. That's for sure. Yeah. Tell us something about the spiritual aspect of you. Well, I'm born in a spiritual family, a believer of the fact that we are all one, coming from one source and we have to focus a lot on humanity. So I come from a, a spiritual mission where we talk about uh, building bridges and not walls, mm -hmm. focusing on peace. We, I don't follow any specific rituals, but I follow the fact that I have to respect other human beings. They are all like me. 
So I think we need to respect each other. We need to um, have confidence in God on why things are happening with me. Uh, if that spiritual aspect goes along with me, then I'm able to pull myself out of any difficult situation. Not that difficulties will not happen. They will definitely come my way, but I have a better way to handle them. So I think those are some things that I have learned from you know being spiritual and uh, confidence. So I think that's what keeps me going. In fact, I was just hearing a video this morning, which said, um, "If you are in a trouble, if you are in a problem, pull God in that problem. Think mm-hmm. that God is with me in this problem. I'm not alone. So I'm being taken care of. Work to get out of that situation, but don't worry too much." Yeah. that is a beautiful way to handle everything in life mm-hmm. yeah you are listening to stories between the lines podcast a conversation with the beautiful guest shalini sharath the winner of mrs usa mrs india usa 2022 we talked about so many things from beauty to spiritualism and everything in between we heard her use the word confidence you might be wondering what does that really mean or you may not have heard the term before in this world we can have the confidence on our own strength to get the desired results in anything we do self confidence that anything is possible that's all okay when things are going right we tend to take full credit for all the good things happening in our lives but when things go wrong the first person who gets blamed outright is god right confidence is i think a state of awareness that there is someone higher who guides us along in our lives and makes things happen in a way it should even when things are not going right a belief or confidence that things are going to be okay it's going to get better well if you don't believe in the concept of confidence that's okay too we can all agree to respectfully disagree right shalini as we come to the end of this episode What's the one message or advice you want every person listening to this episode to take away from your experience in life? The one message that I would want to really give to everyone is that we all have inner strength. It's just hidden somewhere or maybe we have identified that strength. Whatever is the case, let's not seek for validation again and again let's go after anything that we love to do and find that inner strength to give us more and more power to go and achieve those dreams of ours to live that passion of ours if you can dream it you can do it thank you so much shalini for such an enlightening conversation and for taking the time from your busy schedule to share your journey with us it was such a pleasure having you as a guest on this podcast nandini i wanted to really thank you 
for giving me this opportunity to be on this podcast. What I really liked about the podcast, first of all, is the theme, the story between lines. I think the way you are trying to identify the story between people's, you know, lives, their journeys behind what was going on. Um, you know, if somebody is an achiever, then what was really going on behind the scenes? What were the challenges and what were the wins? I think these insights are really important to share and it is going to be inspirational for everyone as we hear more and more stories of people who are fighting some challenges or who are trying to achieve their dreams despite fighting against odds. So it's a brilliant initiative. You're really empowering all of us. Thank you for bringing this kind of a forum to life. Thank you so much for those kind words. It really means a lot coming from you. It is such a great feeling to connect with people through stories. Before ending this episode, I wanted to present an audio clip of Shalini's crowning moments at the Mrs. India pageant held in November of 2021. Among the 40 delegates from Latin America, Asia and Europe, she represented India with so much pride and confidence, beauty and grace. It was such a celebratory moment when the confetti's fall all around her as she's announced the winner. You can watch the full video of this crowning moment and also get to know more about Shalini on betterourbest.com website. And now we're going to bring the top 2 to the front of the stage and we'll announce the winner from there. Top 2 is Sonia Dame and Shalini Madanjra. So the person I announce will be the winner. The other person is the first runner up. The winner is Shalini Madanjra. Yeah.